and we are live for a new episode of the Electric Podcast. I am Fred Lambert, your host, and I'm joined by Seth Wintraub. How do we do it today, Seth? I'm good. All right. Uh, we're going to discuss, we're going to start out, uh, obviously, with um, <laughs> with the Tesla AI event from yesterday, Tesla Day, uh, Tesla AI Day, they called it, which is uh, similar to, uh, really very similar to Tesla Autonomy Day from 2019, where it's really much of an update to some degree. Uh, and then for the software specifically, and uh, and then uh, the on the hardware side, you kind of replace the FSD computer that was kind of unveiled uh, during the 2019 Autonomy Day and replace that with the Dojo uh, supercomputer. And then, of course, there was the one more thing at the end, uh, which we should probably start with that because I think that's what's grabbing all the headlines right now, the Tesla bot that uh, Elon unveiled. And uh, I, I mean, I, I kind of knew it was coming. I wrote it in the, the morning. I, I thought that that was the leading thing for the one more one more thing moment. That was the leading like, suspicion that's going to be humanoid robot with uh, especially with the rumored partnership with uh, the um, fame robotist from uh, from the UCLA lab. I was ridiculed in my article that morning about that, and I mean I'm not mad about it. It's I think it, it, it's fair. Like even as it was happening, I, you, did you see? I don't think you, you you didn't watch the whole event set, but did you see that no. uh, the partner? So what happened set is <laughs> uh, they had this this robot coming out on stage, like walking on the stage after when when everyone was done with their presentation. Elon actually didn't do any presentation until the very end, until the one more thing uh, the. What's the the segment was called AI at Tesla Beyond or Vehicle Fleet, and then this robot walks on stage, and then you think for a second it looks like an actual robot, and then starts dancing like crazy, and it's obviously a dancer in a in a, in a suit in a robot suit. So you're like, oh, he just trolled the hell out of us, but then then he's like, no, this is well, well this is a joke, but this is obvious. This is gonna be a real thing, and then there's the whole animation about the. The actual Tesla bot, or this this kind of rendering of it, or not not a rendering. They had a, a model of it, but obviously not a prototype, not a working prototype. But yeah, so if you missed it, the 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 general idea of it is that Tesla, the Tesla bot, is going to be developed as a humanoid robot using Tesla AI technology to perform some tasks, especially dangerous, repetitive, and boring tasks. So labor, like it could be used as labor, but the way he discussed it, this is going to be an actual consumer product. He, the on, almost the only example that he gave was like you can send it out to the grocery store and get groceries for you. Uh, so, so, so that would that would make it a consumer product unless you want to have to start like a, what do you call it, the Uber company that does a grocery for you, like corner corner store or something like that. DoorDash, DoorDash, and um, Postmates, and all that stuff. Right. So it could be, it could, it could replace those employees, maybe. But anyway, the the idea, like, w w one thing that he said that I, I thought I was, uh, I, I was getting to, I was like, I, I think they're just doing it because they feel like they can. And sure enough, at the very end of it, he said, uh, you know, we, we are developing a lot of the technology to make that possible, and if we don't do it, somebody else will. And so, so we we're gonna do it, and we're gonna try to do it safe because, of course, seeing humanoid robots walking around everywhere that 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 brings you to the iRobot movie, and uh, <laughs> and we I don't know if the real world Will Smith can can save us from them. Um, though, if someone can, that would probably be Will Smith. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I 
so the, that divided a bit the Tesla community. A lot of people are like, "All right, it's just another product for Tesla to 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 get Tesla busy, not doing the actual product that they're already selling and not delivering, like the full self driving system, which is the main presentation that they had that day." Uh, right. And uh, on the other side, uh, and I'm definitely on that side. Uh, look, humanoid robots are. I call I prefer call like general purpose robot like a robot that can do a lot of different things like that would replace your your task that you don't want to do. Uh, it, it's gonna happen. Like there's there's no doubt about that. If if it's five years from now, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, it's it's gonna happen at some point. And Tesla is indeed developing technology that has some synergy with with the a humanoid robot. Uh, mainly, of course, the, the AI technology, especially the computer vision system, that's going to be extremely valuable for a humanoid robot, and uh, a lot of the hardware that comes with that, the sensors, and the, the and also a big problem with robots. I mean, if you look at like Boston Dynamics, they used to have like this uh, this uh, internal combustion engine attached to them, like or a generator running next to it to to make them run. Uh, the battery itself is is extremely important for for a robot and tesla is extremely good at battery packs and and power electronic and actuators and all that stuff that you need to make a robot so and the argument that tesla vehicles or robots on wheel is is a fair argument to to a degree i mean they're not fully autonomous robot there's no doubt about that but they do understand their environment to some degree they do interpret that environment and they do act on those interpretation which is what a robot would do so Personally, I'm I'm more excited of living in a world where this project exists than this project doesn't exist. I think it's it's more exciting, so I'm I'm glad about that. And for an actual like efficient use of that project, and circling back to what Tessa said, this event was about. It's a recruiting event, and I think that's where there's a lot of value in the project because for roboticists, is that how you tell the people that makes robot roboticists? Roboticists. Yeah. Roboticists and AI researchers, uh, this kind of the holy grail of a robot, like a like uh, uh, you put AI into a humanoid robot, that's like the holy grail of AI and robot to a degree. I mean, super intelligent AI is obviously uh, is obviously the real real uh, difficult to, uh, hand gold, but it's also difficult to make it safe. Um, so having that at Tesla as a project, you you could attract a lot of people that want to work on that. And you think that by working at Tesla AI, you would be working towards that. But of course, in practice, most of the work that they would do at Tesla would would first be to deliver a full self-driving system using technology that would later end up in Tesla bot. But in Elon fashion, he actually said that there's going to be like a working prototype next year. So I wouldn't bet any money on that, to be honest. I think that would that would be a pretty <laughs> risky bet. Well, I mean, you know, prototype. Well, yeah, pretty. yeah, you're, yeah. I mean, maybe something that like walks, but but some of the, some of the people had like very fair question right away. So like they asked them like, are you gonna be because the 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 model had like uh, five fingers, hands with five fingers. Like this is as has been a, a big problem for robots for for a long time to like recreate uh, a, a working hand that actually has some uh, um, weight capacity, a load capacity. It's super hard. Uh, so it's like, are you really going to do that? Or like, and then even then he was like, ah, I don't know. Like we, yeah, maybe like right now we have a five hand, five finger hand model, but uh, maybe we're going to do two. I don't know. So you see that, you see that the project is not really advanced in the development. Let's just say that, let's just say that, but still it, it was, it, it's, it, it's something exciting. 
Um, well, of course, the Tesla detractor says like, oh, he was just trying to do that to like boost the stock and everything. It it didn't work. So uh, if yeah. he was trying to do that, it didn't work. So let's not let's not focus too much on that. But I I, I agree with you. I think there's like a lot of pluses and minuses on this whole thing. Um, absolutely right. The uh, you know, that's a recruiting tool for sure. Um, you know, but like, why make a like a humanoid robot? Like, why not just make like a you know, general purpose, useful robot, more like, you know, what Boston Dynamics is doing. Uh, also, it was kind of funny, like I heard, I don't know if I saw this on Twitter or where, but, but uh, what if, you know, that the robot has all the things that autopilot has, right? So theoretically, Tesla could make this robot go around and be your limo driver in some other car, right? Mm-hmm. So this could be like autopilot, you know, butler, and uh but this th- you just answered your own question about why why you need to make it humanoid so i think tesla is using the very same approach that they do with their full self-driving system being vision based and not using other sensors it, it, it's that they know that the road system is developed for humans and right. so so you develop the same system that the human use to to drive a car in in a robot which is optical imagery and, and um, actuators and, and the neural net for the brain to replace the brain. So, so they're doing the same thing here. They want the robots to be to be able to use tools uh, that human use, and just just to, to to really be a general purpose robot. So, no, I, I yeah. understand that. Uh, but yeah, it's you you greatly um, you raise the bar for, for for how hard this project is going to be, though, because. Like and and this is where Tesla doesn't have any expertise. Like they they have great expertise with batteries and and, and all that stuff. They have great expertise with power electronics, which this robot's going to be filled with. Uh, they have expertise in AI and computer vision and neural nets. So all that's great, but they don't have any expertise in building a humanoid robot. Uh, but that's where the the partnership with uh, what's his name De- uh, Dennis. Let's uh, let's show the robot while we're at it, and we've been talking about it for ten minutes, and didn't even show the picture. There he is, or her, or they, or um, I assume it, a robot is the non-binary. I would assume um, you get you need your pronouns. Yeah, the robot's gonna have to have pronouns. <laughs> it's gonna be a hit. I think you go with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that that was one of the first thing that was asking the question thing. It was like, all right, so if you guys are making it, uh, are making it humanoid, then is it gonna be? Uh, a companionship robot too is it gonna have emotions is it like all that stuff uh it didn't go as far as a sex doll but uh like it, you, you can see don't, when don't they worry, ask the question already, when the guy asked the question, already in the comments oh, when they ask the question everybody look at look at, at each other like is he gonna go there <laughs> is he gonna go there please don't go there yeah so they already talking about some specs for it like 5 8 45 pound carrying capacity deadlift 150 actual i wonder why they chose those specific like why 5 8 and not six foot or yeah you know, uh, they, well or... they don't want to make it scary that's the one one of the okay. parts so not too tall they wanted to make it slow five five miles per hour like they don't want the uh uh because like the spot like i don't know i don't know the actual like speed of spot from boston that i make but there was this uh, dark mirror episode that was basically spot in it that goes super fast. And that, that's the scariest part of scary. it. Like, yeah, fast robot running around trying to kill you. Like this thing, you cannot run it at least. And but I mean, if it has fingers, like that's not what you're scared of. That, that thing can grab a gun and do, <laughs> do what right. we do to each other. Like 
yeah. I'm not I'm not that concerned about outrunning like bad human beings. <laughs> like uh, the, this 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 you spend some like a minute on this during the talk. Like you're gonna be able to outrun that thing. <laughs> also, like okay, so five eight one twenty five. That's probably like the average size of a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if like. The average woman is probably not very well. No, five eight. I think it's might, might be tall for a little taller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one twenty. It's weird that they have a weight. Like yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of and then that looks slow too, right? In there. For like, there's going to be like a big battery in it. And right. And uh, speaking of battery, uh, well, this is this is well, this is more of the um, the, the synergy part here. So they're actually going to use eight autopilot cameras around the around the head. They're going to use the same multicam video neural networks. Uh, all this, the same steps that they use to 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 uh, build uh, full self driving, an actual full self driving computer, so they can they, they can just build more of those and and put them into the robots. Uh, and this is the robotic parts of it. That's uh, less of things that this is a bit, uh, not as as much expertise in it, but still like the act the electromechanical actuators that actually do some of those in their cars and everything. So right. Well, yeah. All right. So now let, let's uh, circle back to the event itself. Um, so just one last thing about the robot. I, my concern, my high level concern, you know, this is probably mostly, uh, you know, a recruiting tool or whatever. But my concern is that it's going to divert too much attention away from like Tesla's core stuff, which right now mm-hmm. is like getting autopilot and full self-driving working, um, getting their quality control up getting the cars that they've already announced and are already behind schedule out the door. Like these are like the important things for Tesla as a business and building a a humanoid robot is probably like, you know, in the future, it'll be an important thing, but announcing it now and spending brain cycles on it. You you could, you could tell that this is extremely early on in the development of it. Like this, even, even these like specs and everything, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it for, take them for what they are. I I would take them for what they are, which is just vaporware at this point. So it was really a recruiting recruiting tool because anyone that like send their CV to Tesla right now to like, I would like to work on the Tesla AI project. And then they find out that, oh, you're a smart person that they could actually use. Uh, the chances that you actually end up on that project, like right away would, I think would be pretty low. You're actually going to work on this year. Uh, so before the event actually started, they, um, they released this, this new uh, full self-driving demo that they have here, uh, which is just a very quick loop. There's not nothing too crazy on it. Some some impressive uh, detection for sure, like uh, the pedestrian detection, especially uh, a left turn here. That's uh, always uh, one of the hardest part to do for for a self driving car. But uh, yeah, not no, nothing too impressive. But then what happened early on in the in the presentation is that Andre Carperty, um, Tesla's head of uh, vision, came on and they basically did like a, like I said earlier an update to the Tesla autonomy day presentation of uh, where Tesla is at and the neural nets especially following the more recent move uh, to Tesla vision only and stop using radar uh, f- fascinating presentation not for everyone okay I, I'm gonna be first to admit that there's a lot of that uh, of that presentation that went way over my head like just too too technical you need to have some kind of background in machine learning and neural nets uh, to to understand it but but easy andre is very very good communicator 
and uh, you, you you can get like a, a, at least a gist of it from from his presentation. And there was a lot of demonstration that actually like help us understand it too. Like this this is this year like is also an interesting part here where you, they were basically trying to recreate uh, the visual cortex as a as a machine. That's what they're really trying to do here. Which is again, if we go back to Tesla, but that's that's part of the synergy. But that's what you need. For FSD two, if you do uh, just a vision based system like Tesla is doing, because you you want to recreate what what human use to drive, which is our, our visual cortex, uh, is just that ours is bio- biological, uh, and this one is going to be uh, computerized. But uh, so, if if we just summarize it, because again, we're either of us is uh, an expert in, in machine learning and computer vision. What I, what I got out of the event is that Tesla is making incredible progress with their neural nets. Uh, the the, the technology is improving fast, and uh, the the strategy is working. The getting an insane amount of data from the fleet and using that with labeling, and there was a part about them. They have now a thousand labelers working for them, and they're also developing auto labeling tools to accelerate the labeling process. And then using that clean data to to feed the, and train the 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 neural nets, the, all the different neural nets that they use, the Hydra system of neural nets they call it, Hydra nets. The uh, it, it's working, it's working, but there's still problems. There's there's still problems that need to be solved. And the very end of the event, we're like you know, and admitting that that oh, there, we we still have a lot of problems, and that's why we're here because we're recruiting you guys to help us solve these problems. So th- this is where like there's no there were no talks of timelines during that whole event like zero talk of timelines. So Elon, uh, as recently as still been saying that the, the Tesla is going to deliver a full self driving system by the end of the year, but it, the what that actually means is gaining murkier and murkier. Like it's feature complete thing like that that is technically to a degree that's already in in, in beta like the the early access program in beta that's that that's that's feature complete as per Elon because feature complete is not not being rely is it's not about relying on a driver that you can be feature complete and still rely on a driver to pay attention at all time so i don't know i i came out of it like tesla is making incredible progress they have insane technology but they they haven't solved the problem of full self driving just yet, and they are actually just in the recruitment phase to to help them to help them to help them solve the issue. That's so, scary. Uh, I mean, of course, they're not just going to flip a switch and it's going to be mm-hmm. done, and then they don't need to do full self driving anymore. They're going to continue to need to do it. They're going to need to recruit more people. But the way it was laid out, it was kind of like I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was very much admitting like they're not there yet and they're not they're not close yet and you know if you think you're going to get full self-driving by the end of the year it's yeah. probably really not going to happen i mean we'll get beta 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 the thing is whatever, it looks but. like the rate of improvement is accelerating so that that's the that's the exciting part and a lot of that is actually for the second part of the presentation that was a little bit more accessible because especially like our hardware people that can actually like see the products it's uh, it helps them in their mind myself included is the dojo supercomputer on Vling. um but even that's not that's not done yet <laughs> so part of it is done but it's not fully done like this thing is a, obviously a render and that's that's the only actual like image of a the overall dojo computer but uh, this is part of the of it because this is going to help tesla scale because they're going to have the compute power to train 
uh, their neural nets, their mini neural nets, and uh, that will help them achieve full self-driving. So the, from again, also I'm also not a chip expert, uh, disclosure, and uh, but there seems to be some significant breakthroughs here with with what they uh, what they develop it here. And th- this is really only the second Tesla chip, the, tes- the second chip that Tesla developed in-house. Uh, there was the full self-driving chip that's in the full self-driving computer inside the vehicles. But this is the only second chip that Tesla has unveiled, developed it completely in-house. And um, yeah, they call it the D1 chip. And basically, the big improvement is the bandwidth of the chip is is much uh, wider, much bigger. And also the compute power is uh, is is pretty significant here. You see teraflops, uh, 360 teraflops, and uh, the bandwidth is 10 um, terabits or tetrabits, uh, TB, uh, PBS per seconds. Um, yeah, and uh, so on on the bandwidth side, like that, that's where you see that the digital chip is compared to the best GPUs out there, best DPUs out there, and even like the startups, with the even what the startups are claiming out there. So Tesla believes that there are like several times more uh, bandwidth than uh, than any other chip system. So this this chip, uh, one of the other big breakthrough is that they don't use any kind of glue system to uh, to uh, stack them up together. Uh, it, they, they they just have to physically stack them up together, uh, and uh, they they can put half a million of them into one of those uh, compute planes that ends up in these training tiles. So they add an actual chip, and then they add an actual tile. So that's where they are right now. They, they manage to produce a, a tile of their system, and the tile alone by itself is nine uh, petaflop. Uh, petaflop, they call it. Petaflops. Yeah, yeah petaflops, and uh, thirty-six terabytes of uh, per seconds of bandwidth in in one of those tiles here. Um, so. Yeah, to know where they are at exactly, and there was a lot of that during the event, like a lot of like last minute stuff. Like this event literally couldn't have existed like last week because <laughs> there was a lot of things that happened like just recently. So this is one of the tiles here uh, that they actually hooked up and uh, ran a neural net, one of uh, Caperty's neural nets, and they announced it to Caperty that they were for the first time running his neural net on the Tesla uh, Dojo training tile for the first time at the event so this just happened literally like days before before this um but then then you put some of those styles together to have an actual like supercomputer cabinet it's something that people are more used to when we're talking about super supercomputers like an actual cabinet saying that cabinet will be like one of these uh one of these here like that's a computing cabinet uh, and one of those has um uh two two by three tiles uh, in a tray and two trays per cabinet and that's a hundred petaflop uh, per cabinet 12 tetrabytes per seconds of bisection bandwidth and uh, you you can put 10 of those together and that that brings you the actual dojo supercomputer uh, which they call the exapode dojo exapode and uh, that's uh, the um what's that Ex- exaflop so that's the first that becomes the exaflop supercomputer, which is the new benchmark for supercomputer. That's what Intel, that's what a lot of the, those big companies now are trying to achieve with their supercomputers, having a through exaflop of compute power. Uh, Tesla actually claims 1.1 exaflop with this. And uh, they also claim to be more efficient in terms of power consumption and uh, lower uh, latency. And uh, they need all that to train their neural network. So so they, they claim to have now the 
the fastest AI training computer in the world. And this is a new business unit for Tesla too, because of course they want to use it to train their own neural nets. But in the future, they are they are talking about uh, lease powers of, of of those computers uh, to other AI researchers to develop other other neural nets and other system. And uh, and they're already talking about the next generation of it in the good old Tesla fashion. They uh, it's never good enough. And they're even talking about 10x improvement in some some aspects of the of the performance here. Uh, which is, which is not impossible because they, they they had some breakthroughs in there. So the first generation of the breakthroughs, and then they can the uh, D1, the Dojo One chip is the first generation. And then if you can refine those uh, those breakthroughs, you, you you can have a better system. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't write an article on that yet, but I, I, I'm i've I've been uh, reaching to some some people about it and i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do something about it that we can discuss real quick on the podcast i think one of the most interesting part of the presentation yesterday too is the the simulation part they talked about a lot uh, they talked a lot about uh, the their simulation system to to help train to to create to, to to create a scenarios that you couldn't find and well that could happen in the real world but it, it's hard to find the video data to train the neural net with it <laughs> So the uh, the created in uh, in this simulation that that was very impressive. I mean, I don't know if we can. Oh, it's gonna take a while to find it, but they have this very impressive videos where they actually they use actual videos from the cars to create simulations of the environment and to not only make it realistic but make it look just like it would be a video from a, a Tesla autopilot uh, suit of cameras. So so by doing that. They can actually use. Though they say that they they're not doing that yet. They are like they're getting close to being good enough to use it, but they don't. They don't want to take any risk. They want to use real world data for it. They just use it to, to do some testing for now. But uh, it, they, they're able to like recreate simulated environment that looks extremely realistic. They, they look like they're coming from a from a Tesla car, uh, and they use a Cybertruck as an as an example where you have a Cybertruck going in front of the car and the Cybertruck already looks CGI in real life so in the simulation it just it screws with your brain yeah they made it nice and easy to uh for the robots to render it's, <laughs> it's like a polygon yeah and uh, I, and they also talked about that being possibly a new business unit for Tesla to having a, a, a simulation because it's it's basically like the they they kept comparing it to GTA to Grand Theft Auto. Like like this could be like a, a new video game engine that they're developing, really. So that would be something. There. And we know that Elon loves video game, and we know that Tesla has been integrating a lot of video games inside their cars. So be on the lookout for that. All right. So before the actual event uh, earlier this week, what was dominating the news cycle for Tesla was this NHTSA uh, probe that they're doing. Uh, a new one. <laughs> uh, you have to specify a fresh, a fresh, probe. yeah, a fresh. But you have to specify which one when it comes to Tesla and that's because the R D N T S B they they go after Tesla often. Uh, this one is a is a strange one, really, because it's specifically um, I can read the most accident took place after dark in the crash scene encounter, including control measure at first such as first responder vehicle lights flare unlimited arrow board and a ro- uh, road cones so w- they, they, they found 11 specific accidents that happened involving tesla vehicle believed to be using autopilot and first responder vehicles 
and first responded uh, first responder emergency equipment on the side of the road. So the the investigation is specifically about that. They they want to look if if there's a defect related to autopilot when it comes to emergency vehicles and emergency equipment. And uh, they they reference these eleven accidents that happened over the last three years. And I, I would assume that the the reason behind the investigation is that this seems to be a ramp up because out of those eleven, there's four that happened this year alone, and we are just halfway through the year. So I would assume that that's what's prompting this investigation. So it would be fair. Uh, however, I, I I think it's I think they're looking at the wrong thing here. I don't I don't, I don't think that focusing on emergency vehicle is really is going to be really productive because we know that Tesla has a problem when driving on the highway if there's a stop object. Like, well, at least it has to for for years. Uh, apparently, the uh, vision system update has has uh, helped a lot with that. So, we, we, though that hasn't been deployed in every car out there, so we, we we don't know exactly. It's harder to make a comparison. It's people that are getting the new Model Three, the new Model Y, the new Model S that uh, can can experience them. And if those people don't have that much experience with the previous system, it's harder. But um, yeah, I mean. If you've used autopilot a lot, you know that sometimes there's a no matter what kind of object, a stop object, most likely a car. And I think the problem here is, is that often on the highway, what you're going to have stop is an emergency vehicle stop to help the stall car or something like that. But a stall car itself can be a problem with Tesla on the highway. Uh, so that's the issue here. Um, you you could you. You could go after that as a defect, but it, that would be hard too because Tesla doesn't claim to be able to prevent any kind of accident on the highway with the autopilot system. Uh, it, it, obviously, the, that's the goal, but you always need to be paying attention. And most of those accidents where you have a like a fire truck, for example, like this accident that's like a fire truck on the lane that stopped and then you just crashed into it. Most often than not, the driver wasn't paying attention. Like, and we have several instances where they admitted that that they were on autopilot and they were paying attention. So I think really all of this investigation, and you can share your opinion with me, but I would think that the only thing that could come out of it that would point to Tesla being in the wrong here is if they can find, and I don't know if they can even find that, that autopilot makes you more complacent with the system and makes you not pay attention, and that could lead to those kind of accidents. But any kind of actual defect of Tesla, like not detecting emergency vehicle, I don't think there's much meat there. Yeah, and you know it should be noted that uh, emergency vehicles are not standard at all. Like, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy fire truck configurations, mm-hmm. ambulances, everything like that. So it's way harder, especially in the middle of the night when it seems like most of these things happen, uh, for Tesla to be able to detect. You know, if the lights are mm-hmm. way higher or not at all or whatever. It's hard for it to detect, and you know, obviously, this is something that uh, radar, lidar could help with, but that's not in the equation anymore but it's like it's a hard problem to solve mm-hmm. and obviously tesla hasn't solved it yet no this is an example <laughs> <laughs> good example yeah for people that are just listening only we were looking at uh, a crash model s into uh, a fire truck all right uh, so last week we talked about how tesla was enabling cars back on the supercharger network and we were so excited about it like this is tesla writing a wrong uh it turns out it wasn't a feature it was a bug <laughs> wrong yeah right so, so, is now what they're doing so you you can see it like that or you can see it like oh this is actually a bug that enabled this and now they are they fixed the bug but 
uh sadly they reverted and now now the savage cars are back not having access to the supercharger network so i think it's a problem i think uh, if there's truly a safety concern about it which is a f- which which is fair it could be a safety concern uh i think you need to at least provide a path for those people to ins- for for tesla service to inspect the cars and and if the, they determine that the car is okay they should be allowed to use a supercharger network again because this is a good thing. Savage cars is, is good, and especially with Tesla vehicles, uh, the, especially with the bodywork, how much it's expensive. You have a lot of cars that are, are are getting salvage title for just body issues, like aesthetic aesthetic issues. The actual powertrains are perfectly fine. Uh, so, um, I, that, I think that's a real problem. It's not for the mission. Yes. So, a couple of things. One. Uh those salvaged owners are now going to have to go to like, uh, you know, if they want to do long distance charging, they're going to have to go to, uh, no, well, that's the thing. Yeah, apparently all bathroom. fast charging is, is, is banned from it. Not even just, yeah, really? So the, the car itself, at least on Tesla's website, on it. It, it says, uh, it, it says supercharging and third party fast charging. Oh, interesting. Mm. You try one of those things out. Cause I was going to say, you know, they, they have that like SeaTac or another, uh, Korean or Chinese company is selling a uh, CCS combo to a Tesla adapter. I wonder if that would work on the salvage cars. Uh, probably not. Yeah, uh, like. I don't know if many people actually tried it, so it w- maybe it's worth trying. But uh, based on Tesla's yeah. website, it wouldn't it wouldn't even work. Yeah, and the other thing, like we noted last time, is you know Tesla is letting every you know, theoretically letting other manufacturers cars on the network, which they have absolutely no control over. So if they're doing that, they should allow salvage cars. I don't know. Seems like kind of a yeah, no-brainer there. That's a good point. Uh, one thing that happened last night when uh, Tesla was holding the event, they updated their configurator to um, more than double the non-refundable order fee for all cars. So it used to be $100. Now it's $250. So for those who didn't know tesla used to have a deposit system when you place a new order so you you place a new order and you put a thousand dollars and when you actually take delivery of the car and you pay for the car uh, your your total bill is the the cost of the car minus the thousand dollar deposit so you just you you pay the difference and tesla changed that last year and uh no last year uh 2019 they changed that in 2019 and introduce a non-refundable $100 fee. So whether or not you ever take delivery of your car, if you place the order, uh, it's $100, and you, you never get it back if you don't take delivery. Um, so it's, it's it's an actual cost. It's not a deposit. And uh, for some reason, they decided to upgrade that from 100 to 250 this week. So not a giant deal or anything like that, but uh, worth noting, I think. Because, again, it's non-refundable. The Remac Nevera and the Mull S Plaid went head to head in a drag race, which is arguably the fastest production car, or I should say quickest, quickest production car drag race ever. Because these two cars are a school shot right here, right? You know, you have the Plaid with the <laughs> and then the Nevera right next to it. Uh, these are the two quickest production cars in the world right now. And, uh, our friends at Drag Times got their hands on both. Um, did, did I? I, did, I couldn't find out that actually Brooks from from Drag Time actually bought the Nevera. He, 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 no, no. He, he, he just got his hands on it. Uh, 
Yeah, they're just doing okay. a tour. They're in LA. I think Car and Driver's okay. there as well. So there'll be some more yeah. And I, I actually I don't think they have a plaid too. I think they, they rented it from from a, a Tesla owner, uh, right. Casey Spencer, I think was his name. Uh, yeah, but they uh, they managed to get the two of them on the same drag strip and do a pretty insane a pretty insane uh, drag race. You can check it out on Drag Times channel right there. But it, uh, basically, what we thought was going to happen happened. The first race was pretty close, uh, eight point six five for a quarter mile for the Nevera, and the Plaid got a nine point two seven. And but I I think the reaction time of the Mall S was a little bit better on this one. The other, uh, the other races was uh, were, 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 well. I mean, pretty pretty close too. But uh, eight point six four, eight point six four for the Nevera, nine point three one for the for the Mall S. Uh, of course, we say that now, but uh, <laughs> like we, we we understand one is a million dollar car, uh, and the other one is a hundred something thousand dollar car. One is a two door sports car, uh, supercar, hypercar. And the other one is basically a family sedan. So, uh, to so it's there's two things that's amazing about it. First of all, that if you want to pin the two fastest production cars in the world against each other right now, it's going to happen to be two electric vehicles. And the other thing is what it, it is extremely exp- impressive is that the uh, Model S plan being a family sedan is able to be that close to the fastest production cars in the production production cars in the world the Remac Nevera. But uh, it's also impressive that Remac is able to achieve that with the Nevera, like a sub nine second quarter mile is just pure insanity. It's just that you have to pay a million dollars for for it. And I know some people are like, eh, it's not really a production car. They're only making 150 of them. Like technically it's it's a production unit. It's not like a one off prototype. Yeah, so all, they, all the other like yeah. Porsche spiders yeah. and whatever, they didn't make yeah. a ton of those either. Yeah. That's uh that's fair. Oh, some some news for uh, our Indian friends, and I know that Electric has some actually some some fans in India, uh, and they've been watching closely to know when Tesla will will actually launch in the network uh, in in the country in the market. Sorry, and uh, it's um it's it's been kind of murky lately. We know that Arya uh, Tesla Tesla actually registered a business unit in India. Uh, but uh, so the 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 laws for importing cars in India are very protectionist. And they want to encourage the domestic market. And they really were pushing for Tesla to just launch the market by building a factory and building cars there. And uh, Tesla, that's not really Tesla's approach normally. They, they, they like to, even if they plan to eventually build a factory in the market, they want to test the waters by uh, importing some cars and see how they do in the market. Uh, also, you, you need to invest in service centers and supercharging station and all that stuff. It's a, it's a big investment. Um, so so Tesla was uh, was lobbying for the government for the last few months to reduce the import duties for electric cars in order to start importing them in the country and eventually maybe uh, deploy a factory there, much like they did with the, the Chinese market. They imported a car first and then uh, I'm very successful right now with the Gigafactory Shanghai. So the, it looks like a similar approach is going, but the government still hasn't approved this, this cut on those import duties for electric cars. Yet, uh, Tesla appears to, well, we don't know for a hundred percent fact that these are, this is Tesla testing those vehicles, but through Model 3s, uh, camouflage Model 3s were being tested, uh, in India this week were spotted, uh, being tested. They had the, uh, sensors on the, on the wheels, 
<laughs> some camouflage even on the on the steering wheel here. Oh wait a second, I just realized this is a right hand drive. Is in India a right hand drive market? Yeah, the British. Oh yeah, that's right. Imperialism, colonization, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, what's interesting if it's indeed Tesla testing those cars here and not just privately imported for whatever reason? I, I mean, I find it hard to believe why would someone? Why, why yeah. would you put that? Um, but yeah, they have these more traditional like automaker camouflage right there. They, Tesla is just is bringing the first Model Y to Europe now, and we noted last week that they put this decal on it that's kind of laughing at uh, other automakers using the this legacy camouflage versus not Model Y written on them. But if it's Tesla, they actually use those. But we've seen Tesla also in China using those. So this is and then these cars are probably coming from China also. I would. You know what? You know what's kind of ironic or whatever. Like the camouflage is the exact. It does the exact opposite of what it's <laughs> yeah. supposed to do. Like you see a car with camouflage coming down the road. That's an important car to like take <laughs> pictures of. Whatever. You see a car, you're like, eh, I don't re- really recognize that one. And you know, mm-hmm. in normal colors or whatever. So basically, putting the camouflage on it is like writing. Look at me. Look at me. Which yeah. is kind of what Tesla did, yeah. I guess. There. With the not not my Model Y does the same thing too, but uh, not Model right. Y I should say. But uh, so some people don't know, but automakers also have test mules where they would use they, they use existing cars body and they they would test a new powertrain or or t- something like that for completely different yeah. models underneath. And those you you never know you'd be next to them and, and you'll never know. Uh, but at some point you you need to actually test the, the aerodynamic, the body of the car, and everything. So that's that's when those. Uh, camouflage card come in all right we're gonna move on from tesla news and now uh, we have a few uh a few other interesting pieces of news from the rest of the ev industry uh, but if you guys have any questions uh you can put them in the comment section right now we'll get to them right after uh, we've been adopting this this uh format of uh, if you are just communicating in the chat uh please please do it in the lower lower cases and if you actually have a questions or a topic you want us to discuss, put them in all cap, and it's going to be easier for us to sort through at the end. I see a lot of people already been doing that. Appreciate it. Um, all right, Audi launched the e-tron S in the U.S. market. So nothing too shocking here. Uh, if you're familiar with the e-tron already, you're going to be f- pretty familiar with the e-tron S. It's the new top performance version with a tri-motor powertrain in it. So. Uh, in terms of actual format, it's it's very similar to the e-tron, a little bit sportier look, and uh, a little bit wider, two two inches wider, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big difference is the tri-motor powertrain. You have uh, two electric motors on the rear axle, providing 370 watts of uh, uh, power boost boost power. That's just the power. What, what do you call it? Boost power. I think. I think if uh, I think that's their mode. That yeah, Audi have these uh, these different modes, and you can only get the full power in boost power mode. Something like that. Uh, just remember that from my e-tron test. That was a while ago. Uh, but yeah, I mean the, the e-tron. Audi's been doing actually pretty good with their e-tron lately uh, in the U.S. Like this year with the 2021 version, uh, it got a price cut. It got a little uh, range bump too. So it, it helped the car a lot in the in the US market. Now this one here is gonna be lower volume. Of course, this is the, the high performance version. It starts at eighty-four thousand eight hundred. And uh there's also a sports bag version just like the regular e-tron, uh, which is uh three thousand dollar more expensive. And but uh yeah, I mean it's uh one more option in the US market for the e-tron. 
Yeah, and we should note like uh, the three the three motor option is kind of on its way to the four motor option that Porsche and Audi are working on mm. for like the Macan uh, all wheel drive Porsche Macan, and then of course there's going to be an Audi version of that. So uh, what is that called? The PIP? PPE, the P- I think. Something with P- the P- PPE platform. Yeah, that platform. Yeah. yeah, that platform's coming. So this is kind of like halfway mm-hmm. there. Uh, the sticking with the Volkswagen Group, but this wine uh, VW, uh, the ID4, which is kind of uh, the cheaper little brother of the e-tron, is already on the U.S. market. But those cars are coming from Germany, from Psycho, Psycho. I have a tough time pronouncing that factory, but the big factory in, in, uh, in Germany that uh, Volkswagen has, and uh, the and they are in limited volume. Uh, not just because they're coming from Germany, but also from the, I mean, the automotive market right now is a kind of disarray with the with the, with the chip shortage. But uh, we have limited volume, and we, we we but we knew that was going to happen even before the, the chip shortage. We knew that the real volume was going to come once Volkswagen starts production of the ID4 at the Chattanooga t- uh, factory in Tennessee. And uh, the news this week is that the first pre-production units have come off the line. That was a big deal for Volkswagen USA. And uh, the, uh, the, the, they can produce the first few units here with the, this white one that's called the gla- Glacier, Glacier White. Beautiful. It's a beautiful car, uh, the, the ID4, especially in person. Like I've seen a few times in person and I'll always, like this is the, in my opinion, by far the best car with the VW badge on it. Like uh, uh, there's a lot of very good looking Audi, a lot of good looking um, Porsche. But uh, Volkswagen, I mean, I like the Golf. I've always been a fan of the Golf. But other than that, I was uh, like the Passat and the, what do you call it? That uh, I forget even their names, but <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, Vol- the ID4 uh, was, it's a uh, chef kiss. It's beautiful. And uh, yeah, it, it's not, it, the full production is not coming quite yet, though. It's, uh, it's still planned for next year, but I think it's very early next year. I think the, the yeah, and we're actually right after uh, IAA, which we should probably do a little thing on. But um, right after the IAA event, there's a uh, an event in Chattanooga uh, that I will be going to uh, to check out the American-made version. So that's that's on the fifteenth of mm-hmm. September. So not even not even a month away. So those are going to ramp up pretty quick. And I think all-wheel drive is coming. So I think we're going to get our first look at the all-wheel drive version of the uh, ID4. Yeah. It should be pretty cool. And I think all-wheel drive is really going to help drive yeah, sales, yeah, too. Yeah, especially in the Northeast and in Canada. Um, yeah, I mean, the, this is exciting. There's just more production of electric vehicles in the U.S. You have this, and uh, uh, you, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test out, right after you test out this, I'm going to test out another American-made vehicle. that I, I cannot confirm it just yet. I don't think they have announced the, the test drive just yet, but... Uh, we're gonna have a lot of cool stuff coming up in the in the coming months about the U.S. made cars, so stay on the lookout. But yeah, uh, IAA is um, is happening apparently. Like uh, everything so far, so good. I think it's gonna ha- <laughs> think it's gonna happen. I mean, COVID numbers keep going up. The the you know getting into Germany keeps on switching yeah. a little bit. But uh, we're all uh, Fred, mm-hmm. myself, and Micah are gonna be in uh, Munich for the show. Uh, if you are a uh, European listener and want to stop by, definitely come by our booth. It'll be in the uh, mobility area. Next to the and, e-bikes uh, and stuff and scooters and whatnot. Yeah. So, 
Uh, but we'll we'll be we'll be yeah. trucking all around. So we'll all have our electric shirts on. You can uh, find us yeah. pretty easily. Front and back. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna Logos. have my uh, electric cars of note shirt that you can find on our okay. Teespring. <laughs> uh, we're not, it's just called Spring now. Spring store. Electric uh, store dot electric dot code. You find it right. I think it's merch at electric. Yeah. Um, whatever they both they both were. Yeah. Genesis uh, riddle their first EV based on the e- GMP platform. Uh, there's no specs or anything like that just yet. It's uh, it, it, it's all just the design here. Um, oh boy, uh, I wish I could actually produce some pictures of it. Yeah, yeah. So you have this right here, this right here. Good looking car. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a clean. It's a clean look. I'm not the biggest fan of the color. I think they call it the booger. But uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, the wheels Line are pretty boogers. wild too. But I mean those. Those look a little bit big, a little bit too wild for an actual production car, but uh, you never know. Uh, kind of a hatchback format. I mean, I'm sure they're going to call it a crossover because everything's a crossover these days, but or even an SUV. But uh, yeah, it, it looks somewhere in between the uh, EV6 uh, and the Ionic Five mm-hmm. in terms of you know is, what is it? Is it a car? Mm-hmm. Is it a SUV? Whatever. And there's no spec, but I mean, you know, it's the EGMP platform. So you you know that it's going to be similar, if not exactly the same as the specs you find in the EV6 from Kia and the Ionic 5 from from Hyundai. So this is this is going to be great specs. Like I'm not I'm not worried about those whatsoever. And it's a Genesis, which is a little bit more higher hand, so you're going to have a a, a better finish. Uh, well, not necessarily finish, but more more luxury features, let's say. Uh, did they say when it's coming? Uh, North American deliveries will start next year. Next year, okay. So, so we should have more details about it fairly soon if deliveries start next year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the design. Maybe not the headlights. That what's the, what's happening with those like double headlights? Like, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. This right here, double double headlights. But uh, the the well, the, the, can you call that a grill? Uh, the way that's like it's so at the bottom, it's like just a like a hair intake. Like it's the grill is not high yeah. enough that you could say they went with a no grill system. It's just they kind of went in between. <laughs> also, I'm not sure. I mean, it's probably the European version, especially with the license plate shape like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can also see that um, the rear view mirrors or cameras, yeah, they're not actual. But in Europe, so, they can, they are allowed to do that in Europe. So yeah, allowed to do yeah. it uh, in the US. They uh. I mean, last I heard, Nitsa was actually taking comments about from like trying to uh, to see if they they're gonna allow it. Uh, they were trying, and that. yeah, you remember the original Tesla Model X mm-hmm. like prototype, like first time they announced it had that. It's been like feels like almost a decade that they've been. Yeah, but that was back when Tesla is like at zero influence basically. So, right. so they were. They, Elon, I think Elon said, "Oh, we reach out to Nitsa, but uh, we never heard back or something like that." Yeah, they wouldn't. T- they wouldn't take our yeah. calls. Now, now Tesla has definitely more uh, access and uh, and uh, and Audi <laughs> access. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not for the they're, right they're reasons. On speed but, dial. Yeah, yeah, the, the lawyers and uh, and but Audi has been uh, pushing too for because uh, because they they know how big of a difference it makes for the European version versus their, their American. American version uh, in terms of uh, efficiency. I think they're talking about like 5% and, and things like that. So here's what they should do. They should make mirrors that come out. I don't know if you can see. And then when you're going fast and aerodynamics matters, they go like this. And then mm-hmm. there's cameras like right there. 
right? I, I, I that's free. <laughs> it's free. Free design no, advice. No fat and open source. Uh, I, right. I, but I, yeah, I mean, I know what you're you're trying to do here, but uh, I think you still have the same problem. You need approval to just to right. use just camera system too, because at one point it's only going to be cameras. So, uh, but I, I I don't know who's fighting against that. To be honest, like I think it's more of a bureaucratic issue at this point. Uh, I don't think no one is like. There's no like. Um, you know those groups like mom for safety and things like that like i don't i don't think that's the, like their concern or anything <laughs> like there's no uh, there's no group fighting for it uh the mac e g t um the 6cs Mackie out there which you know, Mackie's already a sexy car but uh yeah the gt version which is a higher performance and also like uh some upgrade to the look though i mean uh, i don't think these pictures give it justice to be honest um yeah, I mean, yeah, you had a red one. Yeah, I had a red one, but it wasn't wasn't a GT version. Right. Uh, I didn't have the the same fascia. Uh, but yeah, they started deliveries. Uh, the uh, uh, f- there was uh, on the Mackie forums. They posted the first delivery, and then uh, we asked uh, Ford spokesperson, and they confirmed it. And deliveries have started. Uh, what's the price on that uh, variant? It's uh, uh, the GT is sixty thousand. I want to say. And the GT Performance, which is a little bit faster, is sixty five thousand. Okay, and that's before federal. So mm. you know, take ten thousand off if you live in a friendly state. Yeah, California, New York. Uh, yeah, those wheels are pretty cool, though. Those wheels are wild. I couldn't get on board with those. Anything else important to note here? Nope. All right. Um. There. Yeah. There is a. Uh, the the nice thing about the the GT is that um, the mileage you, you think you would lose a lot of mileage, but it's actually the same two hundred seventy mile uh, EPA, and then the performance drops down uh, ten miles. If you don't, we've talked about that in the past. If yeah. you don't use it, like you should use it. Though. <laughs> right, exactly. Which nobody will. Do yeah, that. who buys a GT car and then uh, don't have fun with it? I guess as soon as you put some fun into the mix, that. EPA range becomes a lie. All right. Uh, oh, we have another. Uh, I don't know that I used this picture for the Norway article. But yeah, we had some more uh, data coming out of Norway. And I mean, I've always talked about, I always like to talk about data coming out of Norway because I think it gives us a little glimpse of the future here. But, uh, and it's not just the electric cars. Like there's a lot of electric cars. I like to look at how low the gasoline car sells are in Norway, because this this is what the the automaker should really be paying attention to when they plan uh, their production capacity for electric cars. Is look look at this here. So at this time last year, um, I mean it was already ex- extremely low because this is Norway and they are by far the leader in EV adoption. But uh, petrol engine uh, powered vehicles was a ten percent market share. Diesel 11.5, hybrids, which includes plug-ins, 30%, uh, and zero-emission all-electric cars, 47%. Now, this year, in in one year, market share for both uh, petrol engine cars and diesel engine cars slashed by more than half. They are now just over 4% each, and all-electric vehicles, 64.1%. You include the hybrids in that. Uh, it's the 27%, which brings you to uh, over 90% at this point. Over 90%. And this is for July 2021. You go for the full year, and uh, you're at 58, 38. So 
uh, also ninety percent, <laughs> uh, but uh, if, and five five for uh, for, um, for for fossil fuel powered vehicles. And um, I mean, uh, this uh, this is wild here because uh, also July it's a num- it, it's a month where Tesla is not actually delivering any shipment to to Norway, and and Tesla Tesla has a big impact in Norway, of course, uh, and they have an impact when a shipment comes in because they don't have any local production. So this is. Uh, like the third month of the quarter is generally where where Norway is achieving the best numbers uh, because Tesla brings like a thousand more cars on the market and that makes a big difference. Uh, this is not the case here. Uh, why why I use actually the Mackey picture is because the Mackey is the leader right now in, in Norway. At least it was for the last month uh, with uh, almost nine hundred deliveries in, in, in the uh, in the market. Skoda doing great with the Enyaq uh, too. ID four four hundred deliveries, not bad. Um, EQC 300, e-tron 300, like the, these cars are doing so well in those markets uh, for for the size, it's uh, it's impressive. But yeah, I mean at this pace, like, and I know people like the the EV detractors like to say like don't look at Norway because it's a small rich market with crazy high EV incentives, so it's not representative of the rest of the world. Okay, but I look at it different. Like yes, for sure, Norway is richer than most countries out there. Uh, but when you look at the EV incentive, I, I I disagree. Like, well, yeah, it's it's high. There's a big difference. But what what it shows us, it show it doesn't show us how good EVs are with high incentive. It shows us how good EV do when you corrected the unpriced externalities of gasoline cars and basically corrected the free market. Like we we keep like in the US, people love like our free market and everything. But free market is only works if you correct the natural issues and the big ones when when it comes to cars is that you don't account for the cost of burning gas in those cars and that has a giant cost on your health which has a giant cost on finance on the economy and uh, and on the environment so all, all Norway did is they, that actually give subsidy well they didn't give incentive to buy an electric car by giving you like rebates and tax credit and stuff like that and so what they did is that they taxed those how they call it only petrol engine and only diesel engines more to represent that cost so all they did is they fixed the market and you you can see that when the market is fixed evs dominate there's just no no doubt around it and as the price of electric cars come down, as more options are available in different segments, and of course, the big problem in the U.S. is pickup trucks are the best-selling passenger cars for some reason. And so, once you had once you had models in that segment, you're gonna have a very similar situation that you have in Norway. It's gonna happen quick, a lot quicker than most people think, by far. Is there a GM news coming out or something that we, we should discuss? Yeah, I'm actually writing it up okay. now. The uh, the GM is recalling all Chevy Bolts. Um, and it looks like they're throwing LG under the bus here. The, the LG you mean? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For people who haven't been following this, uh, we've been pressuring GM a lot to actually recall the Bolt TV over the, the, the battery fires that have been happening. Uh, the uh, Like Hyundai did a while back and GM for like there's there's been a problem with their cells in 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 all basically all Bolt TV since uh until 2019 and uh uh same the same cells were found in the well they said it's not exactly the same cells so they don't have the same problem but 
the end result was extremely similar, which is your car catching a fire in your garage. <laughs> so uh, they can claim all, all they want that it's not exactly the same problem. The end result was extremely similar, and Hyundai did the right thing, and they recalled the already replaced the batteries. GM was always extremely reticent to do it. Most recently, they were they released different recalls where they said we're going to replace some modules and things like that. But now it sounds like they just announced that they're doing everything they're going to do. Yep, the post is up. It just came out, uh, everyone, so uh, you can check it out on the track. But uh, right now, uh, let's just jump into the the comments section and uh, to end the show. We're already an hour in, everyone. All right. So uh, there's uh, one guy said, "What do?" So in caps. That's not helpful. And then nobody else really wrote in caps until we get down to Seattle limit, and it's what will. Will the Tesla bot be used on Mars? Yeah, I saw a lot of people Not commenting that. Like, uh, it's just Elon is just using Tesla to build like labor for for SpaceX, the Mars colony of uh, SpaceX Mars colony. <laughs> uh, it would be it would be more interesting if they use them at the uh, Tesla factory to build. You know, yeah, Tesla. Uh, Elon did mention that, but uh, he, he said like for, for manufacturing, it makes more sense to build like purpose built robot for for, for those things and. Uh, he said most of what can be automated is already automated at Tesla too. So he said he, 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 he seemed to say that it wasn't a big driver for that right now. Like um, to me, what it sounds like the Tesla bot, what it's going to be at first, at least, is the one rough vehicle in which the a new product that's going to be like a vehicle-like product, like a humanoid robot, to expand their work with AI. Because let's be honest, like, so whenever they solve the full self-driving problem, like, there's going to be room for improvement for sure. Like, you want to go from, like, twice as safe as a human driver to four times as safe to ten times as safe. Uh, and even more, prob- probably. But there's going to be a limit to that at one point where it's, it's there's, and it's going to improve fast, too, with the neural net system. Like, it's just, I mean, computers learn a lot faster than humans. Like, that's obvious. Um, but... Once they know how to learn, that's the difficult part. So, but once you solve that, you solve that. But then Tesla has this crazy, incredible AI workforce that uh, they need to keep going, <laughs> basically. So you can use leverage their work on that and put it in another product, and that's going to be Tesla Bot. And at first, it's going to be like very limited in uses, but uh, it, it's going to improve over time, and uh, uh, hopefully, you have. Uh, a high robot-like future, uh, if you guys remember that movie. Minus the rebellion, the robot rebellion, obviously. <laughs> uh, though it could be exciting for a little while, you know, as long as the dead count's not too high. Right. <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. The body count. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next question. Would you be surprised if Cybertruck deliveries don't start until 2023? No. Uh, not no. at all. Uh I don't know what would be more surprising, 2022 or 2023. Yeah, I would be pleasantly surprised if they start by the end of 2022. Well, I mean, he said delivery, so I, I could definitely see a scenario like Model 3 2017 where Tesla delivers a few hundred units by the end of the year, but the ramp up, same thing ramp up doesn't happen until 2018, which would be 2023 for Cybertruck. Yeah. Um, I, I have 200,000 units in mind for the ID4 in the U.S., yeah, I mean, I guess the kind of question mm-hmm. or the the underlying question is, you know, is Volkswagen serious or are they going to make a ton mm-hmm. of them? 
And uh, I don't think you build a battery factory mm-hmm. and a, a standalone factory mm-hmm. in the U.S. unless you're serious about selling these. I think the public is starting mm-hmm. to like them. When there's more powerful all-wheel drive versions, they're mm-hmm. going to like them even more. When they fix their uh, center stack a little bit better, they're going to like them even more than that. So I don't know. I think I think uh, VW's got a, a closet mm-hmm. uh, a sleeper on its hands. Yeah, I, I wouldn't also be surprised if Audi ends up using the factory and then they start producing the uh, ID Q4 there, uh, e-tron Q4, and, uh, and and things like that too. I think uh, I think it could become like a, a hub uh, for Volkswagen's group EV production in the US. Sorry. All right, and then we only have one more all caps mm-hmm. one. Uh, Adam Wilcox, thanks for the bolt coverage. <laughs> <laughs> literally just come out like there was a a podcast exclusive uh before it was uh i mean do we do we go because i i think i see some question that people just didn't do all caps you guys yeah, uh, aren't probably. listening in school so do we just uh skip them because I, they're not i can root through there <laughs> all right tesla bot could uh be the most disruptive product ever unveiled yes it could be but probably not for a while uh, what if it can be nuclear? That seems <laughs> quite dangerous. Tesla bot will be space bound. Yeah, it's the Mars thing again. Lunar and Mars, which is where Elon's long term focus is. Okay, Tesla bot could be Plan B if autopilot FSD doesn't work out. <laughs> Not even sure how that works. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> if you, if you solve it for the robot, you solve it for the car. It's easier to have the car like having direct access to the accelerator inside the car, acceleration and everything, than putting a, a robot inside of it. Uh, Green Gold, what do you think of Elon saying the Cybertruck costs over a million dollars to make? I, I don't think that's on a per yeah, I think he, unit basis. He, he, he said that like if we were to produce it right now, like the first few units that, that would be delivered, he, he, he meant the importance of the production ramp up. Like the, the first few cars, the they, they big loss on it. So they, they have to be ready to quickly ramp them up uh, to bring the cost down. Can a Tesla bot build a fence, fix plumbing, or redo my roof? Eventually, that's the that's the long term goal. Uh, you I might think, be dead by then. Yeah, yeah, that that could be a possibility. That's that's the biggest problem. Yeah. You got to stay alive that long. Ola says, "I am quite surprised that Elon does not pick the low hanging fruits of marine market for leisure crafts, fifteen to thirty foot with existing Tesla technology." Well, I don't know how low hanging that fruit is because yeah. the numbers aren't really there. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's other companies doing it. People, there's a Vision Marine uh, that's uh, that's doing it. There's uh, Micah had a story this week on yeah, it. Yeah, the too. Ken 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 the something like that. Uh, yeah, they they they've been around. Looked really cool. They've been around for a while. But yeah, Vision Marine has been around for a while. They used to be known the Electric Boat Canada, uh, but they are also in the U.S. Uh, and Tiger Motors, uh, which uh, company I'm a big fan of, an investor in it, uh, full disclosure. Uh, is uh, is making their watercraft, uh, which is basically a Sea-Doo, an electric Sea-Doo. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of companies. Uh, in Sweden, there's Shore X uh, that makes a very cool boat too, electric boat. There's, a, there's yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah, they're definitely out there. All right. What if China copies Tesla bot? Oh, no. And makes theirs twice as strong and fast. <laughs> and give them guns. <laughs> right. And the world becomes... Uh, uh it gets invaded I, I, I feel like having little propellers like inspector gadget would also be pretty important if you're gonna you know 
start an army. Can you charge up at supercharge? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the probably like that, that's one of the advantage. Like we talk about the AI synergy, but the Tesla is going to use is like the same battery modules, but they, they're going to put that in, in the in the Tesla bot and same charging technology and all and all that stuff that's already exists. That's uh, that's what Elon is talking about. Like um, most of the pieces of the puzzles already there. It's just putting them together in the humanoid robot format. Right. Another point, it is also meant to scare off any attempt to unionize workers. <laughs> what if they had four arms? We're getting some really like deep thinkers here. Yeah. <laughs> All this robot stuff is a fascinating distraction. The real news was Dojo's capabilities, a machine that builds the machines. Machine that yeah. trains a machine. That's more yeah. that's more like it. This reminds me of Osimo from yeah. South Park, which was a parody of Honda's Asimo. Yes. Yeah, Asimo's been around for years, but Asimo like is uh kind of outdated at this point came in robotics if you look at the boston dynamics things that are coming out these days uh it's not not even close like asimo was this like clunky like slow moving thing yeah all right uh if you want to get a layperson's understanding of how far ahead tesla is with respect to other companies check out lex friedman video tesla AI. oh i'll, I'll check that out I, I like lex yeah. friedman he's a very smart guy yeah i love, love his stuff yeah i think he's um, working on you uh, I don't want to say humanoid robots, but he's definitely working with robots now, and uh, he's worked with Boston Dynamics in the past too. Yeah, he's at MIT, right? Uh, I don't think he's at MIT anymore. Uh, okay. I think he went and joined Joe Rogan in Austin, like everybody else. But uh, <laughs> but he's he's working with Joe Rogan on on robots. No, I don't think he's working with him. But he he, he moved he moved to I mean MIT's in Boston or Cambridge or whatever it is. Uh, uh, he moved to Austin. I can, I, I can see an army of Joe Rogan testosterone on robots. <laughs> <laughs> robots right. on TRD. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Military applications. Do you feel the bot is a distraction from full self-driving? Yes. Should all the focus go there? No. And then once working, expend the robot. Yes. I, I don't I actually don't think it's really a distraction from FSD because I think they're going to recruit people and then like do a little bait and switch basically like hey look at this nice tesla bot that you can work on and then you sign the contract and like yeah you're working on fsd <laughs> yeah uh here's here's an interesting one uh from google ponzi who's kind of uh i think on the, the fan side if a driver runs off the road or crashes into a vehicle or other object on cruise control who is at fault obviously the driver uh, the same goes for autopilot and FSD beta. Yes, that's obviously true. All the people who crash on, with uh, autopilot mm -hmm. are absolutely at fault. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. Yeah. But the 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 bigger picture thing is, you know, autopilot and FSD or you know beta, whatever version of people are using, is crashing into things. So that means that it's not ready yet, or it's not not close to ready yet. Yeah, and, and so, I think there's a limit to that. To that statement, though, because it, and I and I know I I've no evidence of that. I've never seen it happening. I've never seen it on video or something. But what if you actually are paying attention? You have your hands on the steering wheel, and then like for some reason, the because the, the 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 system just quickly like swings you away from the another lane and crash you into something. Like like you don't have time to like bring it back. Like it's that quick. Like then is Tesla responsible? Because Tesla actually like initiated the, the the accident and you couldn't like respond to it in time even though you did everything you could you were ready to have your hands on your steering wheel it's just that like you know right because 
Here's the thing with those things like keep your hand on the steering wheel. It's actually like apply torque to the steering wheel, but then you're not applying torque all the time because when when autopilot is on, when FSD is on, like you you kind of you, you let it do its thing a little bit. Like you're not you're not finding it when when you use it. So it's it's a gray area here. That's uh, uh yeah. I would I would I'm sure a lot of lawyers would jump on that like you know, on, on the case like that. <laughs> Yeah, especially like at the last second. Like if you're just driving down a two-lane road on autopilot and then at the last second it just veers into the other lane and hits an oncoming car, mm-hmm. like you can't mm-hmm. you can't stop that. That's going to screw you up. Yeah. I know I'm scared of that all the time. <laughs> all right. Uh by the way, saw a video today of the first Model Ys arriving in Norway. You hear heard it here first? Mm. The the Model Ys are in Norway. No, they they are everywhere now. I've been seeing them yeah. like uh since, since they uh since that uh, not my Malawi uh, picture came out, like they they've been all over uh, Europe right now. Saw an interesting video on the future of gas stations with Norway having to do site remediations and figure out what to do with the obsolete infrastructure. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, Norway is the future. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the bolt. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Norway is unique, although in that though in that they have a huge resource and free hydroelectric mm-hmm. power. They also have a lot of oil gas, but they export it. Iceland is very similar with geothermal, but had low EV rate. It's not uh, that low, I think. Uh, uh, I mean, there's, there's no volume for sure, but I, I think in terms of percentage, it's certainly higher than the U.S., I would bet. All right, Shane asks, will the U.S. made ID4 come with heat pumps? I don't think the European first edition have them. That's a great question. I, I will find out uh, on the 15th, if not sooner. Yeah, I, I think yes, but I think... Yeah, I want to say yes, too. And then we already talked about uh, the Tesla bot walking up to a supercharger and plugging itself in. That's kind of sounds sexual. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> well, not plugging itself in, but also like plugging cars. Like it, you could be, you could have a yeah. Tesla bot being a supercharger attendant. Yeah, and you don't need the slate star charger anymore. Like Tesla has been thinking about the solution because you know you want with full self driving, you want to be able to send your car to get charged while you you, you don't have to be there. Uh, but there's a problem of actually plugging it in once you're there. Uh, you, we just solve it. There's a Tesla bot attendant and every supercharger out there. All it, right. It, uh, let me finish on, on this real yeah. quick. Uh, and it's maybe more of like a economy question for, for people. Cause I thought it was an interesting question that the, someone asked Elon during the, 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 the question and answer portion of the, of, of the presentation yesterday, but Elon seemed mad at it and like dismissed it right away. It was like, yeah, you'll figure it out. You'll, you'll, you'll see. And the, the question was, um, it, it, it's hard that Tesla goes from an, a, a full self-driving vehicle, high-end vehicle, make it full self-driving and solve this issue, use the AI to solve this issue, and go to that, to uh, a bot, a robot, whose um, the v- value proposition like the value proposition of a full self-driving car is obviously to replace driving, which is uh, extremely costly like it's it's time like whatever your rate is like it's a time that you're not doing labor you're driving instead like it's money that you lose and depending on how much money you make how much your, your time you value your time uh it, it can be a lot of a lot of money for the bot thing elon said it's going to be like menial task that's going to be able to do at least for, for, for at first or for probably for a long time um those menial tasks are not being valued highly like it's it's cheap like there's there's cheap labor out there like it's uh it's not necessarily a good thing but it, it exists 
So the guy asked a simple question. It's like, how do you reconciliate the two? Like, uh, how is the Tesla bot going to make sense financially if what it does is really replace Tash for you? I think the answer is simple. That's it's a Tesla product and tons of Tesla fans are going to buy it no matter what. But uh, I think it's a fair question. Like, economically speaking, will will it make sense? Because you know that that thing ain't going to be cheap. Like, that thing's going to be the price of a car, if, if not more. Like, if that thing starts at less than... Forty, fifty thousand dollars. I'd be, I'd be surprised. Are you on board with that, Seth? You think that's? Am I off with that or? No, no, that makes sense. Yeah, forty, fifty. Anyway, I'll leave you with that, and uh, we're gonna see you same time next week. Next week's gonna be the last one until I leave uh, for the. Uh, well, I'm gonna go to the U.S. before I go to to Germany, but uh, it's gonna be the last thing. Uh, uh, last time for a while, I'm gonna do a show from the the studio here <laughs> and i'm coming up with a new studio soon that's gonna be a lot a lot a lot better you guys are gonna see but that's gonna be when i come back from the trip um in the meantime stay safe out there fight the robot revolution uh go watch high movie and uh cheers to will smith bye <laughs>